today it's time for a new Faithful Everyday Mom interview to share practical ways to teach your kids uncomplicated foundational truths of the Bible this summer right at home. Listen at the end, too, for a free download that will help make this really easy. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a part of the Love Worth Finding podcast network, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey, friends, I want to introduce you to our Faithful Everyday Mom interview for today. Welcome, Jenny Shaw. Hey, Mallory. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here today. Jenny, just a little bit of background. She was my oldest son, Jake. She was his kindergarten teacher at our church's preschool in Georgia, and she was a huge instrument in helping us lay just some of the basic biblical foundations in Jake's life early on. And so I'm really excited that you're here today, Jenny. And if you're listening right now and the Lord brings a mom to your mind that you consider a faithful everyday mom like Jenny for me, and you would like to recommend her to be on this podcast for me to interview, please let me know. All my contact information is in the show notes. Now, a little bit more about Jenny. Jenny lives in North Georgia, like I mentioned before. She's married to Matt for 12 and a half years, and she has two kids. They're so great. Love them both. Berkeley, who is 10, and Brady, who is 9. And I've already shared this, but she is a teacher. Um, You've been teaching for 21 years, right, Jenny? That's right. It's a long time. (laughs) That is a long time. Preschool and kindergarten, mostly. And she is just so great about pouring the love of Jesus into her students. And I've never met anyone, we're going to talk about this in a minute, that knows as many songs (laughs) as she does. (laughs) She has a song for everything. (laughs) So, um, Jenny, a little bit more about you. How do you have your quiet time as a mom? Well, this is very important to me. I feel like if my cup is not full, I can't pour out to my kids and my family and the kids at school. So um, I just honestly have tried to squeeze it in um, anywhere I can. This year, I'm very blessed to have about 45 minutes between when I drop my kids off to school and when I have to go into work. So honestly, I will do my quiet time in my car in the parking lot. I keep my Bible with me or if I'm doing a, a devotional study or in my Bible app. And it's really become a sweet time without distractions. Um, and then on the weekends, I just try to get up a little earlier than everybody else and just have that quiet time with God. I love that. A car. I don't think I've heard that one. That's a good <laughs> little place of solitude for sure. That's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. My next question, it's all always funny, uh, the answers that I get. What makes you an everyday mom? Oh, goodness. Well, I feel like I'm a professional juggler sometimes because I'm juggling, you know, volleyball and baseball and choir and church, trying to have dinner around the table. But um, most of all, I just make sure I never run out of dry shampoo. That's always on my counter because I try to fit that in uh, whenever I can. (laughs) Yes, it's hard to find time to wash your hair and dry it and straighten it or whatever you have to do, I know. (laughs) So as I was sharing earlier a little bit about Jenny being a teacher, and I said how she had really helped lay a foundation for Jake when he was in the four to five-year-old range. 
something that I would call what you do, Jenny, is like just the basics, like apologetic training, um, catechisms, that kind of stuff. But I can remember walking into your classroom one day while Jake was in there. Y'all were in the middle of circle time and you had all the kids like quoting scriptures and singing songs, doing something called catechisms, like I just mentioned. And so I wanted to come back to that because I didn't even know what those were until I heard them in your room. And I looked it up, and basically it's something that both the Catholic and the Protestant church often do, but it's essentially just biblical foundational truths of the Bible. And when I heard you doing this with those four- and five-year-olds, I mean, it it just like touched my heart, seriously. And um, when I was thinking about teaching biblical truths in an uncomplicated way, I just thought, I've got to interview Jenny Shaw. So um, <laughs> can you share with us more, Jenny, about what you used these catechisms for and then how they work with the kids that you teach? Absolutely. So a sweet friend had passed these down to me, and it was a very, like you said, uncomplicated way to answer some of these questions that kids have um, biblically. It's very tricky sometimes as a parent or teacher or anyone who has influence over kids to answer questions about God. And these questions just make it simple. Um, you know, question number one, who made you? The answer is God made me. And all the answers are derived straight from scripture with scripture references. You know, what else did God make? God made all things. And when you keep it simple with kids, they often, especially the younger, um, earlier childhood, they don't need a lot of explanation right away. Um, so when you can just give them that answer based on God's truth, it makes it very easy for them to remember. And we would use those in circle time to help the kids have that firm foundation that would carry them on in life with the Lord. You know, they would have an answer to a lot of the things that would come up in life when when their faith was questioned. I felt like a lot of times there's 25 of these biblical truths. And by the end of the school year, these kids knew the answer to every single one of them. I use them at school, but I also use them with my own kids. And I love when we finish up the school year and the kids have memorized these and and I encourage them to be missionaries at their big schools. You know, if I, if somebody says to them, you know, God didn't make you, they can just stand, stand assured and say, yes, God made me and he made me to glorify him. And it, it really touches my heart to see these kids not just learn these truths, but really hold firm to them. Yeah, I've, I've seen that like a testimony in, in our life that Jake, I know he came to, to know Jesus at an early age and you know, from the things that we were doing with him at home, but also the instrumental things that I saw him learn in your class. And so I really thank you for that. And if you're looking for something, mom, that's listening, just a way to teach your kids, like Jenny's saying, in an uncomplicated way, I actually have a free resource that I'm going to be offering similar to what she is sharing about called Apologetic Training for Kids. That's going to be free on faithful31moms.com. So you can go there. I'm going to share more about it at the end of the podcast, but just wanted to go ahead and um, let you know that. So Jenny, next question. You are a big believer in teaching kids the Bible through songs as well. I shared that you know <laughs> like a ton of songs. I don't even, I bet you can't even count how many that you know. And I remember you used to always, for every single thing you taught Jake, you would say, okay, I have a song for this. <laughs> and um, so I love that. Can you give us some examples of some of maybe your favorite albums that moms could find on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever they get their music? 
um, that they could maybe learn some of these songs or some motions to go with songs that know help, but just share with us kind of how you find the songs that you use. For sure. So a lot of times I just love music in general. I always have, I feel like, you know, we, any, everyone uh, remembers songs from their childhood. It just helps you retain information and using scripture to teach and redirect with music. I feel like the scripture sticks better. Sometimes I just make it up. I just use, you know, scripture in that moment to a popular nursery rhyme tune, you know, or sometimes I will go on Apple music and type in a scripture. And there are so many resources on there that have music that are uh, scripted to scripture. Some of my favorites are from Seeds Family Worship. We use the song Isaiah 4110, Do Not Fear. We use that a lot in the classroom. I use that with my personal kids. And honestly, just playing that song because it is the full scripture that you're singing to tune. I hear it in my mind sometimes, you know, do not fear for God is with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. And it is a great reminder when there's an anxious heart or if they're being fearful that God will be there to strengthen and help them. I also love some of the songs from Lifeway Kids Worship. We've experienced them in VBS, but like the Game On song, it represents 2 Peter 1.3 helping to show the kids how God's power gives us everything we need required for life and godliness. A lot of the other songs are from, there's a group called The Risers, and they have Bible verses to music, and they're very upbeat and catchy. There's one for John 3, 16, and we use that a lot in class. Sometimes we'll use it with the actual tune. Sometimes we just sing it and the kids have a great time. And a lot of times they don't always know that, hey, these words are in the Bible and I'm hiding God's word in my heart, but they know that I'm singing a fun song. Uncle Charlie, he's an he's a musician and he sings a Fruit of the Spirit song that's derived from Galatians 5. And the kids have so much fun because that's a sillier version. You know, the Fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut, you know, the Fruit of the Spirit. And then it goes on to tell the actual Fruit of the Spirit Um, The kids just have a lot of fun with that, but they remember, and then they can later apply apply those things. You know, am I displaying the fruit of the spirit in that moment? Let's go back to that song and remember what they all are. Um, Another one um, that I have done with my personal children too is from the group Jumpstart 3, and it's all the books of the Bible, Old Testament and New. And it's kind of a hip hop kind of version of the Bible. And it's just amazing to me how kids can learn so quickly. I feel like they learn scripture faster than I do as an adult, but we listen to that a lot. It's helped me. There there was a time when I didn't even know all the books of the Bible until I started working with children and I learned right along with them. And then of course, I really love the children's albums by Ellie Holcomb. They speak such sweet truths about creation and God's love. So those are just some of my favorite ones that stood out to me. But I really love it how you can go on YouTube or Apple Music and you can just sometimes type in a Bible verse. And there's a lot of resources on there that parents can just play and their kids are listening to God's word and they don't even know it sometimes. So it's really fun. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that either. I I didn't know that you could just like type in John 3.16 like that and stuff would come up. So that's a really great thing to know. But also thanks for sharing all those different artists with us because a lot of times, you know, if you hear it from someone else, it's more credible. Like, oh, I remember, you know, Jenny said such and such was a good person to listen to. And so I'm definitely going to check out that one on the books of the Bible because I'm trying to teach my boys that right now. So that's a great recommendation. And I'm going to 
to make sure I have a list of all those from you so that I can put them in the show notes and um, people can go. If, if you heard something that you want to go look up for your children, if you're listening, that way you'll have the reference to everything that Jenny just shared with us, because those are some really, really good um, artists and different song topics to look up. So thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Okay, so... Jenny, your kids are both in upper elementary school. I'd share that they were nine and 10. And so I know just through you and I talking some, and you've been sharing some stories with me about how these biblical truths, like the catechisms, the scripture memory, the songs that over the years that you've learned with your students and also your own kids, that years later, now, like Berkeley or Brady can come home and have an issue, maybe with being fearful, like you had shared, or, you know, self-conscious or whatever it may be. And you've been able to tell them, you know, here's what the God's Word says. Here's what the truth says. Some of the basics that you've taught them, things try to question their faith. So can you share with us maybe just some real-life stories of how if you've got toddlers, moms, you know, why you should do this. And if you've got maybe upper elementary age kids, middle school kids, how you can refer to these basic biblical truths. So tell us a few stories about how you've done that with Brady and Berkeley. Yeah. So I, I'm like, like I said, I'm a believer with kids of all ages, keeping it simple. We don't have to overcomplicate it. Uh, they understand and so my son is nine, my daughter is 10. They're in similar seasons of life. But of course, because one's a boy and one's a girl, sometimes their insecurities are different. We reference a lot uh, back to those basics when they are insecure. There's a lot of comparison that goes on with both you know, boys and girls. I feel like it's so much younger. Um, but we reference back to 2 Timothy 1.7 a lot about how God hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind that goes both with, you know, milestone testing or standing strong in who God made them to be when sometimes the world's really confusing and mean. Kids can be that way. And especially the way the world is right now, it's very confusing. And kids are really trying to figure out who they are and where they fit. Um, being a tween is really hard. I feel like a lot of times it's similar to being a toddler because you're really just trying to find your way. We go back to, like I said, that, you know, if Berkeley comes home and she's got an insecurity with her hair or she's taller than a lot of the other girls are at her age or things like that, we reference it right back to what does God say is true? Well, who made you? God made you. And why did he make you? He made you for his glory, not for the approval of others, but so that we can honor him by how we love, live and we can share his love with others. And it's really neat how sometimes that just decompresses her. You know, it's very comforting because God is, is stable. He does not change. And so sometimes, you know, that just those kinds of things offer comfort with Brady. Sometimes he tends to be anxious because he always wants to do the right thing. He's a pleaser. Um, he's got a test coming up. He wants to make sure he knows all the answers. And so we'll reference back, you know, God did not make a mistake when he made you the way he made you. And he is going to use the way he made you for his glory, for something so amazing. And we may not know what that is yet, but we have to still, you know, stand true in that and walk firm um, in his, you know, for his glory, a scenario we've had before with the upper elementary kids is kids are exposed to a lot. And I've always told my kids, you know, when you hear something, if it makes you feel funny, or if something just doesn't sit right with you, or these aren't words that you've typically heard, make sure you still come home and talk about it and tell the truth. 
We talked about how God knows all things. Nothing can be hidden from him. So if you hear something, you feel like you need to hide from God or hide from your parents, it's most likely sin or an attempt from the enemy to distract you. So it's really helped the kids to, when we go back to those basics of God knowing all things and God making them for a specific purpose, for His glory, it really helps to ground them and it keeps the conversation going. It keeps communication open where they feel like they can come to me or my husband and just be open about um, what's going on in their life because they know that God is their firm foundation. Amen. That is so good. I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And and a trend that I saw running through everything that you were sharing, Jenny, is that you have a couple of like staple verses and truths that you um, go over with Berkeley and Brady when they're dealing with things like being fearful or like they're not enough or self-conscious. And, you know, I think that's so great. And that's an uncomplicated way of doing it, like we like we're talking about, is just having a couple of scriptures, a couple of songs, a couple of basic truths in your pocket that you know that your kids have memorized and that you've memorized and that you know, and um, pulling those back out, you know, when they question. I love what you said too about keeping that open line of communication. I think a lot of times our kids think, you know, mom or dad is going to be mad at me, or I have to be perfect, or whatever it may be. I think just naming that and saying it out loud before they ever encounter anything is is such a great thing to do. And I really appreciate you saying all that. Jenny, the latest Christian research shows that a child's morality and worldview, like you were speaking about just a few minutes ago with your kids, is actually decided around the age of nine, they're saying now, which is super early. We both have a nine-year-old. Um, so that's a little scary. And that also means that we can't start too soon, right, on waiting until middle school or upper elementary age, Mm -hmm. because they're already making those decisions about the way that they view life by then. So knowing that, it's easy to get kind of (laughs) overwhelmed. I mean, I feel that pressure when I read that. Um, And I know moms listening probably do, too. So what words of encouragement or maybe tips would you have for the mom that's listening right now? She wants to do some of these things like we're talking about. She wants to, you know, maybe teach some of these songs, learn some of these apologetic foundational truths, but she's just not really quite sure how to get started. Um, Whatever age her kids may be, like little toddlers all the way to upper elementary school age, what would you tell any mom listening about that today? How would you encourage her? I would definitely say, you know, kids get excited about what their parents are excited about. Um, We don't know, have to know everything, but, you know, knowing, like you said, you know, knowing a few things well can be helpful. Kids love to hear things on repeat anyway. So if we're just, if we know two or three Bible verses and we feel like we're repeating those all the time, awesome. Every little bit helps. I always say start young anyway, even if you feel like they're too young or if you feel like they're, you know, oh my goodness, my child is 12. It's too late. It's never too late. Be consistent. 
Kids love routine. They just don't always know how to express that they love that routine, but they do. We always make sure our kids are physically fed. And so I feel like it's important that we also make sure that our kids are nourished spiritually. Um, whether that is, you know, if you're just starting out and you're like, man, I don't know all these Bible verses. I don't even know where to go. Start with the music. Kids love music. Play music in the car when you're picking them up from car rider. They may not even know what it is yet. Play music. You could play your own worship music while you're doing the dishes. You could find some of these songs on Apple Music and play them you know, for the kids in the car, you know, the ones that speak scripture, they're going to be singing scripture and they don't even know it yet. I always say, you know, the Holy Spirit's our helper. So he can be our confidence when we aren't sure even what to say. Um, there's power in asking God for help. He He will help us. As far as those uh, catechisms go and those Bible truths, you know, starting with one of those truths a week, for example, you know, who made you? God made you. And then throughout the week, Talk about characteristics your kids have that are specific to them that God made. Like, oh, I'm so glad God made your thankful heart after you hear them saying thank you. Or I'm so glad God gave you a joyful spirit when you notice them playing happily. Um, We get to be the first experience with Jesus that our kids have. And it's such a privilege. And it's so important to show that as adults, we are not perfect. We need Jesus, you know, showing forgiveness as adults, just to model that behavior, showing the children that we serve a God who's perfect. We don't have to be. Um, He loves us. And so don't be afraid if they ask you questions and you don't know the answer. You could even simply respond to them and say, you know what, let's find out together. Let's get our Bibles. Let's see what God says. None of us have it together, but that's why we have Jesus. And going on that journey with with the Lord and with our kids. I mean, that's what it's all about. And it's it becomes really fun. I know with my kids, when we sit down sometimes and do Bible study, they'll ask me questions and I don't know. And it's fun for them. It's like when you play a board game with them, Bible study can be fun because you're doing it together. They just love that time with you. I love that answer just from everything that you said about letting them see that you're real and that you're not perfect too. And having to ask for forgiveness sometimes or having to say, I don't know sometimes. I just think that kind of lifts a weight off of off of me, off of you, off of moms listening, that it's okay. Like you can just start somewhere and you can find your way there together. That's such an encouraging word. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. But Jenny, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Mallory. This has been great. It really has. I've loved having you today. And two things that I want to recommend um, for the summer for any mom that's listening. February this year, I interviewed another mom on our Faithful Everyday Mom series, and she shared a book with us called Mama Bear Apologetics. And Jenny and I both have this book. We've talked about it. I'm actually reading through it now. And I just wanted to recommend that to you to pick up this summer. You're kind of like me and you read more in the summer sitting by the beach or if your kids will let you do that (laughs) or the pool or something like that. um, Pick that book up. That's a great read that will also cover a lot of the things that we've kind of been talking about, about laying those foundational truths. And like I shared about earlier um, and all the things that Jenny and I have been talking about today, I've actually 
written something kind of like the catechisms that Jenny used, and I'm calling them apologetic training for kids. And it's just the same style, question and answer, very simple, very uncomplicated with a scripture to go with it. And um, if you would like to get that for the summer and maybe just do one a week, like Jenny was saying, just to keep things easy and uncomplicated, you can get that for free on faithful31moms.com. It'll be on my homepage and you'll just put in your email and then it'll come straight to your inbox. Above all, remember that pouring Jesus into your kids is a big calling, and it does take a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be complicated like we've been talking about today. And when you fail, don't beat yourself up like Jenny was sharing earlier. God's mercies are new every morning, so just keep going. Thanks so much for joining me, Jenny, and thank you for listening today. And please be sure to share this episode with a friend and follow me on Instagram at faithful31moms. If you've been blessed by this Love Worth Finding ministry and you would like to give, There will be a link for that in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. And remember to keep up the good work at pointing your kids to Jesus.